Welcome to the third episode of Policy Debates, your source for discussion and reporting of issues affecting South Africa. I'm Nicholas Woodsmith, a politics and philosophy student at UCT and the chairman of the Cape Town branch of the African Students for Liberty. With me here today are Christian and Martin. Today we're going to be discussing South Africa's immigration and visa laws, how they impede personal travel as well as our economy. These regulations, in summary, include the following that foreigners must visit South African embassies abroad in person when they apply for a visa so to record their biometric information and that guardians of a child in South Africa uh, traveling to, in, uh, throughout South Africa must carry an unabridged birth certificate when traveling with the child. This, has been cited, or this policy has been cited as trying to prevent human trafficking in South Africa. Um, what do you guys think about this? Yeah, um, hi, I'm Christian. Uh, yeah, I, they started with this thing last year, I think, and they've been delaying it and delaying it from implementing it because every there's so much public opposition to this from, you know, the, the tourism industry and from people in general, and I think government just don't know how to implement it. Um, they struggle to implement anything. Um, and the reasons they give for it aren't good enough, and uh, and there will be you know the unintended consequences and the effect this will have on the the economy and our tourism, which is probably one of our biggest exports. Um, there's nothing positive or good that comes from this. Um, so yeah, I don't know, Martin. Yeah, so um, I'm Martin, I'm a, a law student at the University of Pretoria and I'm also an executive board member with African Students for Liberty. Now, uh, I, I think I've made it clear, like, if, if you follow my, my social media uh, stuff that I do, um, that I'm, I'm pretty pro-open border and stuff. So it really doesn't bother me at all when, when South Africans complain about... Uh, all the Zimbabweans and all those things in South Africa. I've always been pro pro open border. I wouldn't care if they took down all the fences and stuff. Um, so that really influences my 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 strong opposition to, to these strong kind of controls and especially the irrationality of of um, or more the 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 improportionality of of these visa regulations like. Um, I, I never even knew that, that child trafficking was a thing uh, across South African borders, and I think from what I've read, it isn't. Like they, I think I read in the last three years, there were only like 20 cases. Now, okay, yeah, that's tragic in and of itself, but to upset the entire um, tourism industry while the ANC bloody, an ANC, um, okay, I don't know if he's a communist, but the ANC mm. tourism minister is saying, listen, this is gonna, this is really hurting the industry. So clearly, Malishi Gaba is, um, that's the, the, the minister of home affairs. He's being, he's being really, um, a control freakish here. I um, what I what I read um, in another article is that he wants to make um, securing South Africa's borders his legacy project, and he knows that if he if he gives in on this, um, like if he says, okay, yeah, um, I'll acknowledge that um, the, the the policy is it's not it's not going to work. It's going to be bad for South Africa then his career is essentially over. Uh, I think that's what they, they think is happening here. It's all about 
about this individual, Malisi Gigaba. And yeah, it's um, it's it's sad. It's very sad. I mean, uh, uh what Olamayor Okidiran writes at at the Independent Entrepreneurship Group on their website. Um, all the links will be in the description below, by the way. He says that, and and yeah, this is he is his article is full of um like cited research and studies that have been conducted. He says it's essentially easier for, for Africans, now that is um, other Africans north of our border, is to get into to Europe or, or America than it is to get in into into South Africa right now. And that is uh, <laughs> that's saying something. That's that's very, very unfortunate. I mean it's uh, I, I I don't really know how um, the ANC isn't Recalling the minister of 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 um, home affairs for for his um, illogical policy, it's 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 very sad. Yeah, uh, yeah, Nicholas, what do yeah. you think? <laughs> well, I, I just think that above all, what you already Christian already said is that the excuse is completely irrelevant because you know, as we all know, human traffickers do obey laws and regulations and all manner oh, of yes. things, just like drug dealers and murderers. But um, <laughs> The biggest thing that is affecting is our number one prospective tourists, and another thing in um, another part, South Africans trying to travel to other countries. And it goes back to what you said, the open borders. And this is a gross um, violation of our right to free travel. Well, not free as in communist free, as in like libertarian free. And <laughs> yeah. The, so this has actually affected my family in two ways. First, with my sister going to Germany. It was a huge, uh, it was hell trying to get all the paperwork together. It took almost a year to get all the paperwork together to just so she could travel to something which on the German side of it, they were completely fine. It was just all our crap. Um, and on the other side, when this was first introduced, my aunt, who's Korean, was, uh, uh, was visiting her family in South Korea. And then this legislation hit, and she was stuck in South Korea until they could prove that she had a right to enter the country. Even though she's married to my uncle, who's a South African, and so it's just completely—it's terrible. It's unenforceable, but it's against the people that they're trying to hurt. But it just hurts the people who are actually law-abiding citizens who contribute to this country. Well, and I just got some stats here that the tourist and hospitality industry contribute three percent to our GDP, GDP, which is extremely important, seeing how much of our economy is falling apart. And uh, give and employs over 600,000 people, which is even more important with how bad unemployment is in this country. And what this is do what this is doing is just shrinking an industry, which is one of the few fundamental industries that we still have in this country, which isn't being affected by union strikes and the, you know, collapsing mines, but due to a the minute the commodity um, commodity crash. And this is, you know, this excludes all the wealth that actually comes from other foreign consumers. Because the thing is, it's not only the hotels that make money when tourists come in; it's shops which they buy at. It's the beaches which have ice cream vendors. It's the, it's just the fact that every single bit of money that they bring into the country, it just permeates. And the thing is that a lot of people reject trickle-down economics, but it does exist. And somewhere along the line, when we bring more capital into this country, it's going to help people. And this is just this type of legislation makes it almost impossible for the, uh, tourists to actually want to come to this country when you know these other uh, pretty countries around the planet that they can just go to. 
And um, but as you said, Martin, the minister is just embarrassed. He he can't risk losing face. He knows that if he moves away from this policy, he well he doesn't know. He fears that he's just going to he's not ever going to be able to come back from it. But the problem is he doesn't realize that he's, he's sinking an entire country with him. Um, what do you think? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, or do you want to go to Martin first, or no? Any uh, anyone, whoever <laughs> yeah. wants to reply. You, you Martin <laughs> mentioned uh, uh, Gigawa's legacy, and I'm like, who cares about Gigawa's legacy? Maybe he cares. He cares, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. a sad thing, yeah. What you said, but uh, nobody else cares, and maybe he thinks other people care. I think like ninety percent of the country doesn't even know who he is. Well, now they do because he's made a name for himself for all the wrong reasons. But uh, to quote Martin, you sent an article from, from Inengya, and uh, just to quote some of the figures, they say we might lose 270,000 tourists, 21,000 jobs a year, and uh, it will cost South Africa almost 10 billion rand a year. Hmm. Um, just the loss of income from this, making it more difficult for people to come. And that is, it's tragic because... I mean, it's lots of jobs, and it's a foreign currency that we need. I mean, the rand is crashing at the moment, and we could really do with some some dollars and some euros um, coming into the country. Uh, and as you said, it's it's uh, it creates a lot of jobs and a lot of well-paying, I mean, jobs and uh, and so on. And if if we want to go to Europe, for example, um, we have to. Physically go to uh, go go to also do the biometric stuff to get your visas and so on, and it's almost like we're spiteful and saying, okay, then everyone else is going to have to do the same. Except for we're not Germany or Holland. We don't have the money in the the. We're not as well organized, and we don't have the infrastructure to kind of allow the the thousands and thousands of Europeans who want to come here every summer to do their biometric tests and, you know, so well, what about the, a German living in North Germany or somewhere now needs to go down to Berlin or somewhere to, to get his fingerprints taken at a South African embassy before he can come here? And that's the thing. South Africa, we're in this, in this game, South Africa and international tourism, we're a price taker. We're not a price setter. People don't have to come to South Africa. South Africa is one out of many, many options that people have to go to. And they choose to come here because it's cheap and it's easy to come and there's lots to do and lots to see. And if you make it f difficult for them, they're simply just not going to come. Okay, that's fine. Let's go to South America or the US or or other parts of Europe instead. Um, so it's, yeah, it, I don't see any benefit to this and I don't think human trafficking is such a big problem. And even if it is, I mean, the human traffickers traffickers will just get a, they'll just, find a way around it like they always do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, do do human traffickers even use the, the bloody border posts? I mean, come on. Yeah, they show, no, they show okay. their passports. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, where where's this logic coming from? I mean, if you're smuggling someone out of South Africa into the, in the northern parts of Africa, I mean, only our border with, with Zimbabwe and the part of Mozambique is really fenced from, from what I've read. Now, Namibia, the, the, our border through the desert, I don't even think it's entirely fenced. Our border with Botswana, I don't even think that is entirely fenced. 
So I mean, really, if if you're gonna smuggle someone in or out, there, <laughs> these regulations are not yeah. gonna stop you. And yeah, that is it, this this kind of um, illogical disconnect between the, the the government and and what's actually happening on the ground. It's it's worrying. And um, what what bothers me is that it seems like I, there there's been a big outcry about about the. Um, the regulations, but I think a lot of people still underestimate how um, how important tourism is in South Africa. What I read recently is that um, South Africa, in, in many international rankings, it, it regularly um, it tops the the lists of the best tourist destinations in the world. I mean, South Africa has everything. Um, Cape Town is one of the uh, considered one of the most beautiful cities in the world. That's why it gets gets a lot of tourism and. Um, I mean, we have lush green um, forests in in the Naisna area. We have deserts uh, in the in the northwest, and yeah, it's it's tourism is is a massive part of part of what um, part of our economy. And like Christian says, um, that is not really the the beauty and stuff here isn't really enough to 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 make foreigners really. Uh, Help us in a way in getting getting this um, these regulations uh, like um, repealed or something. They will simply go elsewhere. Uh, Botswana has a lot of what we have to offer. Um, Mozambique has our beaches. Uh, Botswana has our wildlife. Uh, Namibia has our desert. So uh, I mean, we're just gonna end up helping our neighbors in, in their own tourism industries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. I I I, I guess. Um, or I, I hope the the guy who's gonna follow um, Malusi Gigaga, Gigaba up after he retires or is fired, hopefully, is gonna reverse all this um, silly nonsense. Yes, I, I I really hope so. It's I mean uh, this in addition to 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 the, all the other anti-foreigner um, measures that our government is taking, like um, banning foreign ownership of agricultural land and and so forth. It's <laughs> It's worrying. It's worrying. It's as if we're gonna become a, a rogue pariah state or something at some at some stage in the future. I really hope we can avoid that. Yeah, it does seem like we're heading towards a rogue state status, especially with the the Sudanese politician guy. I can't even remember his name now. Yeah. <laughs> um, who Al earlier this year? Al Bashir, yeah. Um, but um, and just one last thing I think we should address. Uh, it was mentioned in the Neng article about how a lot of people have actually come in support of these regulations because they of the fear of immigrants. And I think the, the article, which will be linked below, um, it, it basically it proves that immigration is really not that big of a deal. In fact, I actually really, really like immigrants. It's like free investors. It's investors you don't even have to add a market for. They literally pour over your border, then make, make businesses which typically mm. businesses people yeah. th that locals don't want to get involved in, but we still need. And then those, if employment regulations actually permitted it, and if xenophobia permitted it, those businesses could be employing locals, and they would be employing locals if the our economic uh, atmosphere actually allowed it. But they're not taking jobs; they're just doing things that our locals were, aren't going to be doing anyway. Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Um, uh, you, you go ahead. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, as you said, I mean, let's be honest. Who runs who runs the shops in the rural areas? It's Chinese and Somalian people. It's not South Africans. 
um, if you go to a restaurant in Cape Town, your waiter is most likely going to be either Congolese or Zimbabwean. Mm. Um, so I don't think that's that's a bad thing. I think it's people willing to do the best work for the lowest wage. It's just just how it works. It's yeah, just, it's. Yeah, it's just, uh, if I can apply to that, it's, it's just because they're not entitled. They don't feel overly entitled. They're not receiving a grant, so yeah. they feel that they have to work. They don't feel like yeah. they belong here, and that insecurity is actually, in this case, is a good thing. And yeah. um, personally, I don't want them to feel insecure because I actually like them, and insecurity is not really a nice thing. But on the other side, because they know that they could be kicked out at any time, and because they know that they don't want to be kicked out, they'd rather be productive to maximize their utility. And that's why a lot of the time they do end up being more economically productive than a lot of our locals. Yeah, uh, yeah um, certainly. Uh, I think this has been confirmed actually by the business community in South Africa for a long time now. Uh, when when they have a choice, they they avoid hiring South Africans if 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 they know they have a choice of um, for um, especially other Africans in South Africa, they will hire them, and this is. They they say it's because they have a better work ethic. They they're far more productive, and and most importantly, um, from some, um, it's the same article that that um, talked about how high we rank in tourism that I read. South Africans are extremely extremely entitled, and that is why we have a very bad work ethic and a comparatively low productivity. Uh, the the author I can't remember is 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 oh, it's it's Mondley. Um, he writes for I think it's for the Suetin or something, uh, but he's usually he's on TV a lot. But anyway, he says the business community prefers foreigners because South Africans are way too entitled, and we don't we don't want to work. <laughs> we we want to ha have everything given to us, and these foreigners are really filling that um, that need for. Uh, Unskilled labor that that we're we're lacking. So yeah, it's our un unemployment really confirms um, confirms that to an extent. And yeah, I I, I really hope that um, the, the the xenophobia um, like <laughs> just subsides a bit because really, if if we want to um, stop foreigners from stealing our jobs, so to say, uh, we we really need to. Um, Look at ourselves and, and stop being entitled little children. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw what Adam Abib, uh, the the vice chancellor of uh, Wits, said this week. He said that um, things like BE has done wonders for entrepreneurship in Stellenbosch, um, which is what what it wasn't supposed to do. So oh, yeah. you know yeah, stuff so like that. It's a it's a complete failure, and I just want to link that to what you guys said about entitlement. Yes, people feel entitled. They feel entitled to three three things, and uh, and uh, you know easy easier comparatively easier access to say jobs and grants, and you know why do I have to work hard? And whether it's because of the past or because of whatever, um, I don't know. But uh, but it's a it's a problem. It's not helping us. Oh yes. Hmm. So now um, it's been a pretty productive um, uh, pr productive discussion. I think what we can take out of this is uh, that well, we it's self evident that the policy itself is bad, and I think that the biggest thing is that the the minister is just 
too insecure about it to actually back down. And this is just going to further damage our economy. It's basically like every single law that South Africa ever has. Um, now, um, are there any closing comments? Um, well, I think you summed it up perfectly. Uh, mm. it's, uh, it's now become a political thing. And he's too scared to back down. And even you, you have other ministers saying that this is it's, it's, not, a, it's not a bright idea. Um, and it really isn't. And, you know... The the people, the stakeholders, the the tourism industry, the the people who will will be most most affected have all said this is this is a bad idea, and the people who come here who do the biometric tests in Germany so they can come see lions in the Kruger, they're not going to steal anyone's jobs. So why make it more difficult for them to come here and spend their euros, and uh, and have a good time and tell their friends to come over as well? So it's 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 actually it's just embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, I I just hope saner minds in the ANC prevail and and just like get a Malusi Gaba fire or something or or like make make him the deputy minister of something else. Uh, he, he should get out of this portfolio very quickly and someone should really undo the damages done. Yeah, I think that's we. Sh um, if there's nothing else, we should conclude there. I think that we've kind of exhausted the subject. <laughs> fire music. We should actually make a, a petition, maybe. That would mind not work, but it would be fun. Um, move, let's vote to move him to the Women, Children, and People with Disabilities Department. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> definitely. Okay, so um, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Policy Debates. Please like and subscribe, and make sure to check out our blog at cell.civilrights.org.za and to like our Facebook page at fb.com slash sa um, essay libertarian. Thanks for listening.